History has clearly shown that Christ is required to overcome the natural tendency of powerful forces to destroy God-given rights, including the right to hear and speak His truth. Welcome to Biblical Citizen, Let's Roll, with Kathleen and Brian Melanakis. Kathleen is an author and retired registered nurse, and her husband Brian is a former company president. Kathleen and Brian are here to discuss current events from a biblical worldview and how we as believers can be salt and light in our culture and in the political arena. Biblical Citizen Let's Roll seeks to educate and activate Christians at the grassroots level, helping them to live out their responsibility to influence civic affairs for good. Now, here are your hosts, Kathleen and Brian Melanakis on K-Praise. Hello, Biblical Citizens. You know what drives progressives nuts more than, say, Fox News or conservative editorial in the Wall Street Journal? Humor. Satire. Because, frankly, a lot of progressives don't have a great sense of humor, and yet humor can be so effective at showing how bogus and irrational their talking points are. But the thing that's neat about satire, it can also reach folks who would never in a million years watch Fox News. And in 2021, in our view, no one does conservative, Christian-based humor better than the Babylon Bee. Today we're so pleased to have as our guest the chief editor and co-founder of the Babylon Bee, Mr. Kyle Mann. Kyle, welcome to our show. Wow, listen to all the applause. Yeah. <laughs> right here in the studio, there must be at least 500 people applauding. Um, so, Kyle, uh, th- we're looking forward to this. For the benefit of our listeners, I've, I'll bet you not all of them are even aware of the Babylon Bee. So if you could just give us a little synopsis. What is the Babylon Bee? What's the purpose? And if it's not uh, confidential or something, you might even share how you came up with that name. Sure. Yeah, Yeah, the Babylon Bee is a... Christian news satire site uh, that we launched in 2016, and uh, we parody things that happen in the news on a day-to-day basis. We talk about, uh, you know, just worldview stuff and philosophy and uh, religion and everyday life. So we try to cover a wide range of topics. Um, it's it's something where you know you wake up in the morning and we look at what the news is, what the top headlines are for the day, and we kind of uh, put, you know, a satirical spin on it. So it's that kind of news satire. Um, it got real popular just the day that we launched it, really, in, in early March of, uh, of 2016. And I was involved from day one just writing headlines and, um, and just uh, I, was in, I, was in a, uh, I was in a construction job, actually. Wow. <laughs> and, uh, and just writing headlines on the side part-time and quickly um, – I uh, started doing it kind of part-time on the side, and then within a couple of years, I quit my job to do it full-time. So that's what I do now. Um, and, yeah, the, the name Babylon B is um, a reference to, in the Bible, when when God's people were uh, in exile in Babylon, and you know, that's kind of what, uh, that's kind of the, the feel that we wanted to give it was. We're, we're reporters who are, uh, you know, just kind of watching the world burn, and we're uh, making jokes about it. It dispatches from Babylon. That's the idea. So, uh, that's really so yeah, that's kind of how it all got started and everything. Yeah, I I didn't know that, and I'm sure you were doing a lot of work, a lot of good work in the construction industry. But 
somehow I think reaching millions and millions of people with truthful satire is maybe even more influential. So I think that's fantastic. And, and some of your headlines are just hilarious. I mean, and we share that with other friends too. Just uh, for instance, you know, just this week you came out with this headline like alarming COVID surge cases double from two to four in just one week. Like, oh, terrible. You know? <laughs> Health officials are sounding the alarm over rapidly increasing COVID cases. The Delta variant is continuing to wreak havoc. And, oh, the data keeps coming in. It doesn't look good, says Dr. Anthony Fauci. We're seeing a 100% increase. That's double. That's from two to four. <laughs> you know... <laughs> You know, if, if Fauci had just, the music in the background, I think he could be a little more credible. <laughs> uh, but you might even be accused of plagiarism, right? You're stealing from NBC or CNN. Like, <laughs> well, there's there's definitely something to that because that's basically, in a lot of ways, that's what you do is you look at a real headline and you and you just give it that one little tweak and. Uh, that's you know that is how things are reported, whether it's COVID or other things. Is you know the the, the news media does like to kind of uh, put out this the sky is falling type of rhetoric, and you know they'll kind of use whatever data they can to make that to make you be scared and afraid. And you know, so if we can take something like you know, oh, double, your cases have doubled, and you take a real headline like that. And we just and we just punch it up a little bit and say, well, yeah, they've doubled, but from you know two cases to four cases. <laughs> really when, when, the, when the actual reality yeah. could be more like from eight to sixteen or something like yeah. that. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. We just have to adjust it a little bit. <laughs> well, and we really see now they've used fear to try to sell the vaccines. That's what we've been talking about a lot on this show. Is uh, anyway that that whole well, and to do the shutdown and. The Delta Just, variant. Oh no! Very no, scary. Yeah. So and I figure we cannot the ne- let them do that again to us this fall. The next variant should start with E because it was COVID C, Delta D. So probably the <laughs> Ypsilon triple variant. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. anyway. You have another but question? What, well, just a little bit more about your background as far as your your faith. Um, you know, we we ask a lot of our yeah. our guests. You know, just a short version of how they came to believe in Christ. Sure. Yeah. I grew up in the church in, uh, I went to a, uh, kind of a mega church up in Pomona for, uh, growing up all 18 years of my life and leading up to that point. And then, uh, kind of in high school at some point, I, I sort of made, uh, you know, made my faith my own and, and kind of started to explore and really wrestle with what, what the gospel meant and um, ended up going up to, uh, to up to Bible college for a few years. And, uh, and then I just kind of went into the secular workforce after that. And uh, I, I worked at a, I had mentioned it before, but I worked at a construction supply company in, in uh, El Cajon for, for 11 years. And, um, and was just, was just uh, kind of, you know, working on my faith on the side. I went, I helped um, uh, uh, as an associate pastor and a worship pastor at a church in San Diego and uh and all of that like kind of running the gamut from large mega churches to smaller churches and everything in between and church plants and helping out with a lot of different things you know really gave gave me a lot of um insight into church culture in america and mm. so it really helped us to write good loving 
satire of the church and of Christianity because, you know, I, I, when we write jokes about Christians, we're writing them from the inside. Yeah. And, you know, if you've ever watched a Hollywood movie about Christians or a comedy that's trying to make fun of Christians, you know, it's obvious that they don't know anything about Christianity. And right. the jokes <laughs> don't roll a land for us. So <laughs> Probably never set foot in a church. Yeah. 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 Well, and it's good exactly. to be able to laugh at ourselves, you know. And uh, have you always had this gift of humor? Is that something that you have always, you know, kind of had as a young person? And, I mean, you are still a young person, but... <laughs> compared, to, compared to us yeah. old folks, you are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, yeah I've, always, I've always enjoyed, you know, humor and satire and, and all the various forms, whether it's books or movies or shows or or just goofing around with friends. And, uh, and so it was just kind of that, that maybe, a, maybe a small, healthy dose of, of cynicism about some of our American cultural traditions in the church. And, uh, and just, just, a, a, hopefully not too much sarcasm on my part, <laughs> but that, that kind of, fit, uh, those personality traits kind of fed into the, uh, fed into this, uh, this ability to be able to write stuff about the church and politics and all of that. So, yeah. Well, and yeah, it's always sure. in good humor. It's not, Mean spirited. So that's the good. I thing. want to share with Kyle, though. I want to talk about another recent article, another news headline, which is Democrat governors afraid Cuban desire for freedom could spread to the United States. Oh no! And a little Terrible. bit of a little bit of the of the news story is as Cubans quote, cry for quote freedom, a common refrain of right wing radicals. Democrats are starting to worry that this dangerous movement could gain momentum. And then you have a quote in here by our beloved governor, Gavin Newsom. These Cubans, or Cubans as I call them, have obviously been influenced by some radical Trump-type figure. I've worked hard in my state to clamp down on freedom in order to fight COVID and climate change. And the last thing we need is people thinking liberty is a good thing. Oh, terrible. Kyle, do you have any comments on this whole uh, (laughs) Cuban news situation? That bridge is terrible, terrible, yeah, the Cuban, terrible. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, the Cuban news story is an interesting one because it showed a really stark contrast between what people think communism and socialism are, you know, in the classroom and then what they actually are in real life. Um, and it was just interesting to see an example of that come up once again, you know, this year. So um, we had another story where we have a college freshman talking to a man who escaped socialism on a raft and he says uh, you, you know you just don't understand socialism like i do you know and that's the <laughs> that's really the contrast that we want right, to, right. to show is i mean these things are dangerous and it's great to be able to to uh make that point through humor and satire and hopefully in a way that connects with with a lot of people you know a lot of uh, as you're aware probably more than we are, a lot of conservatives have been so censored on social media and other media. So you've been around now over five years. Has the Babylon Bee run into censorship? Oh, you're being accused how of you, fake news, how, right, by if the not, New York Times. Yeah, how, if not, how have you ever been able to dodge it? Oh, yeah, we um, we have, that's been one of the main struggles um, from the outside, is trying to overcome that kind of stuff for us um it happened very early on i think within the first couple of years we got fact checked uh, a dozen times by snopes um which is which is funny to us you know that we write a <laughs> right. entire piece that someone That's... has to fact check um even though it's so obviously over the top to us um 
<laughs> and w- within a couple of years, Facebook started using that to threaten us with demonetization and deplatforming. Um, the, you're not even you're not they, trying to be factual. You're trying to be see, funny. So I mean, that's even on, going back several. See, we weren't aware of that several years ago. That stuff going on, but you were you were experiencing it already. Yeah. Yeah. So fa- Facebook cited an article we, where we said that um, CNN purchased an industrial washing machine to spin the news, <laughs> and they said that they Snopes fact checked that, and then Facebook threatened us with that and said you're writing fake news we're going to shut you down oh, yeah right um, yeah, snoops hey, is really on top we of want me. to hear more about these stories it's time for our break now but we're going to come back and talk with mr kyle mann of the babylon Bee after a very short interruption there is more biblical citizen let's roll still to come on k-praise Welcome back to Biblical Citizen. Let's roll. Now, here are your hosts, Kathleen and Brian Milanakis on K-Praise. We are back with Kyle Mann, chief editor of the satirical news organization, The Babylon Bee. Uh, Kyle, I want to give you a chance to mention your podcast, which I have to admit I'm not real familiar with, but you have hour-plus episodes, and I think you have a ton of people watching those, so... Tell us something about your podcast and maybe what some topics or people you're interviewing right now. Yeah, absolutely. We've had a great time on our podcast. Uh, Me and my creative director, Ethan Nicole, we host a podcast every uh, week. We do a weekly news update and we do uh, an interview every week. And it's on YouTube and it's also on our website at babylonb.com slash podcast. And so it's kind of, it's like kind of a behind the scenes, you know, hanging out with the writers of the Babylon Bee, making fun of news stories, talking about some goings on behind the scenes of the Babylon Bee, all of that stuff. So it's a real fun way to kind of consume the news without, uh, without getting too freaked out by it. <laughs> <laughs> well, and speaking of the real news, I'm, it, don't you have an actual real site too as well i think they have uh, like three million yeah, followers three million view- viewers so you you really keep Fo- up with the actual news yeah and and that's why you're yeah, so yeah, able to uh to come up with the bizarre title because you really know the what is going you guys on. actually follow the real news yeah <laughs> but tell us about a little yeah. bit more about that yeah it's unfortunate that we have to follow the news but we do so uh, we've got, yeah, BabylonBee.com is our satire, and then we have a sister site called NotTheBee.com, which is uh, stuff that you can't believe is real news, but is. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I can't yeah. believe it's not Babylon Bee kind of stuff. So that's kind of a, a funny way to consume the news as well without, uh, without getting all angsty about it. Well, yeah, because pe- the news is shocking. You know, the real headlines are pretty shocking nowadays, but so that's why it's sometimes... <laughs> hard to tell whether it's a satire or not, but uh, is this a way that you are able to reach young people, especially? Uh, and I mean, you're 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 younger than us, of course. I I don't know, 20. at least five years. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but uh, but how do you how do you reach people? And do you notice that it's a younger audience and, and that you're able to do that even it, and without just, them running to a safe space, even maybe. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. you'd be surprised. The, the, you know, we do have in our generation, you know, we do have a lot of the safe space, you know, snowflake type culture, but, um, 
but yeah, our, our demographic does skew younger and you do see kind of this pushback against the whole politically correct thing that a lot of us um, saw when we were growing up. Um, so yeah, our, our audience does skew a little younger, you know, you might expect for like a Christian website that's, that covers a lot of religion and, and politics. Um, so it, it, it's a great way to kind of consume um, the news for the younger people. When I, I know a lot of people that will follow and, and, you know, they may not even know what the real news story is. They learn about it on the Babylon. <laughs> you know, they learn about what's going on through the jokes. Um, and, and, and yeah, we definitely see, you know, the college age and a little older uh, being a, a large part of our, of our demographics. So humor is a great way to reach, to reach younger people for sure. That's interesting because I think a lot of people, our, uh, our kids age, which is a little bit older than you maybe, but they, they learn about, Current events from Saturday Night Live, like really, <laughs> or the late late I mean, night comedian. Millions, not necessarily the best way. No, I millions. Mean, you got to know what, what the actual thing is. But but colleges aren't. In fact, I think I see Jimmy Kimmel in the next room. Oh, not no, not at what? this, not at this uh, studio. Okay, but, but colleges are supposed to teach you how not to be a snowflake, how to have a intelligent assessment of news items and, 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 and discussions and not just be, you know, one, one sided, one, one view, be able to have discourse and they're not doing that. So, uh, this is a way that you can reach people and maybe get them to be able to talk about things. So, so kids, you can go to college <laughs> or you, or you can subscribe to Babylon B. You'd probably be better off with the second. Um, I want to, you know, earlier you were saying, Kyle, that uh, the, your humor, you're able to get humor about the church from the inside. And, and I noticed that, too. Um, frankly, we were saying a lot, of, a lot of progressives uh, don't necessarily have that skill to poke fun at themselves. But I think we can. I noticed a big headline you had last year in the earlier days of the pandemic or pandemic was, Baptists lose hundreds of pounds thanks to canceled potlucks. <laughs> and that really struck a chord. I think there was well over half a million shares. Uh, so that and, and you've had a lot of a lot of ones like that that do have perhaps a little shred of truth in there somewhere. <laughs> And then uh, within the conservative or Republican arena, did you get a lot of? Wait, let him talk about that a little bit. Did did you get a lot of uh, fun with that one? Do you I still mean, do you still remember just, that headline? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, anytime we can take a current event and tie it to what's going on in the church or just typical church uh, stuff that goes on is great. You know, another one we did around that time was the um, Baptists delighted they can they can uh, wear a mask at the liquor store. <laughs> you know, uh, was, <laughs> kind of a way you can uh, talk about masks without uh you know and disarm some of the some of the anger and the and the uh, political stuff going on around that and just just kind of have some fun with it so that was a lot of fun well and another thing i really appreciate yeah, about your great. headlines and i think you said you're the one that you might as well take credit for it that writes these headlines or most of them is that you don't even have to have the attention span to read the paragraph underneath. You can get a massive amount <laughs> of insight just by reading only the headline. Like the one you had real recently, I think this week, is Motorcyclist Who Identifies as Bicyclist Sets World Cycling Record. 
In fact, our producer Todd would appreciate that because he's a bicyclist, and I don't think he identifies as a motorcyclist. But that, that, there's that, a little bit of a difference. That kind of that kind of yeah, Todd likes that one. That, that kind of tells a that kind of tells a lot, doesn't it? Just in the headline, you kind of don't even need to elaborate. Yeah, we try to put some little Easter eggs and jokes in the body and the copy for people who click through to kind of reward that. But I mean, that's the that's the the challenge is to write a headline that's funny just by itself and you don't need the rest. So we actually did a full sports documentary video on that, um, on that story where we tell the inspiring story of the guy who, uh, the motorcyclist who identifies as a bicyclist on our YouTube channel. And that was a lot of fun. (laughs) Well, and then you have another headline, sissy Democrats criticize Republican plan to put polling place in a labyrinth guarded by a minotaur. Uh, and, you know, Democrats are whining that this makes voting too hard and scary. Yeah, what's wrong with those, what's wrong with those Democrats? I think a minotaur would be a great thing to have there for voter integrity. I mean, it's not a bad idea. You know, you got to think the people who are willing to make it through the labyrinth and fight the minotaur would have some pretty good political ideas. I don't know. I agree. We'd have more courageous voters. Well, right. they're ch- they sure change the rules on voting all the time. You know, they want to make it easy, easy, easy for their voters, but not have any integrity to it. But this, you know, but just- this was made to poke fun at ourselves a little bit too. Although, although I, <laughs> right. I haven't seen a serious proposal yet to put a minotaur in there, but you never know. You, n- and, you never and, know. So anyway. Um, I we have a couple minutes left, and so I'm I pulled out some headlines literally from my daily subscription this morning. Uh, they popped up there. One of them was to improve Olympic chances. U.S. women's soccer team replaced by 15 year old boys team in wigs. <laughs> so there's getting into the sports arena, and uh, and one more yeah. you, you can you can comment on Kyle. U.S. women's soccer team to boycott scoring goals until racism is defeated. <laughs> Very yeah. brave, very brave of them. Yeah, um, we have got to get rid of every every single bit of racism before they can ever ever do anything, right? Yeah. In, in other that's words, it. that's the imp- implication. Like, yeah, <laughs> are these uh, Kyle? Gosh. When you when you uh, this is getting intimate. When you wake up in the morning, do you or, <laughs> do you already have some of these headlines in in your head, or or do you need to kind of? Go at the, go on the news sites and then and then they start popping in your head. <laughs> you yeah, drink usually your the latter. First, right? Usually the latter. Usually, ladder. I've okay. got to drink the coffee, drink the coffee, and read the uh, read the headlines, and then they come to me. All right, that must well, be fun, you well, know. Fair enough. Uh, to just get those popping in your head, but uh, just yeah, just yeah, in, the, in, in the very last time. part. Uh, <laughs> I mean, we've already talked touched on this a little bit, but can you tell a little bit about the demographics, like? Uh, do you have measures of who all is listening to you? Or and and a, yeah, I, and a side, I'm uh, sorry, a side note. Do you think you're even reaching some non-believers? Okay, that's the end of the question. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. We, I personally know a lot of you know atheists and non-believers who read the Babylon Bee, people of other religions who read the Babylon Bee. Um, so I, I know we're reaching that demographic. Uh, the demographics, you know, we, we tend, like I said, we tend to skew a little younger, probably in the 30 to 35 range in terms of, uh, of uh, the bulk of our audience. So it, it's a great it's a great spot to be in for a website like ours that's trying to uh, reach people with our message. So that's pretty cool. Well, you're so funny, and we just love it. We love your 
headlines, your your stories, uh, everything. And we just want to know how how people can support you. Uh, tell yeah, how tell can, our listeners even yeah. even in terms of monetizing. So what can they do? Yeah, <laughs> what what uh, what people can do to help us is uh, is go on our website and subscribe. So babylonb.com slash plans. We allow people to kind of help um, help subs- uh, subscribe and support us directly. So that's one way we're trying to break away from kind of the social media censorship issues. Excellent. Well, Kyle, so much it's, it's been a real us. pleasure. Do you have any yes. quick parting words of wisdom for our audience? Really? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Just uh, don't take yourself too seriously and, uh, <laughs> That's and make one. sure to laugh at, at the news instead of uh, get all worried about it. Excellent. That's the best advice I've heard in a long time. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, sir. Thanks for taking the time. I know you got a million things going on. and we're, uh, There's other people, by the way, here at the station that would love to interview you sometime, too. But So don't forget San Diego. To be honest, Kyle, I didn't even know... You were in SoCal because you can't tell. I didn't know. I didn't know. Uh, you know where you even were located. So, thanks yeah. so much. Yeah, thanks a lot. Thanks for coming. So, to bless your neighbor this week, folks, go to babylonb.com. If you haven't already, read some articles, watch some videos. I predict you're going to love it, and consider becoming a paid subscriber. Till next week. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us for Biblical Citizen. Let's roll. Join us next week at this same time as Kathleen Melanakis, author and retired registered nurse, and her husband, Brian Melanakis, former company president, explore the deeper issues and spiritual forces behind the news and how we as believers can be salt and light in our culture and in the political arena. Biblical Citizen Let's Roll seeks to educate and activate Christians at the grassroots level, helping them to live out their responsibility to influence civic affairs for good. Next week, we will cover more major news happening from the view of the biblical citizen. To learn more about the show, how to become a guest or sponsor, send an email to biblicalcitizen at gmail.com. That's biblicalcitizen at gmail.com. This has been Biblical Citizen. Let's roll on K-Praise. Oh,